0: All right, take your Bibles, if you go go back to the book of Matthew, chapter number 27, book of Matthew 27. I want to do something while you're finding your place there. If we could, could every missionary, every missionary or ministry here, evangelist, uh, missionary, could you stand up for just a second, please? Everyone, every one of them. My, my. Uh, Can I say this? Probably more than likely, if these men are here and these families are here in this ministry, these are very reputable, and I know most a lot of them. Almost I would say all of them. I don't know everybody, but I know most of them. So I would say these are... Now, church, Now those of you at Bible Baptist church, and I know that number's lower today, but don't you look around. Look around at these missionaries. Uh, that, that Hey, you young people, that means turn your head the other direction. <laughs> <sighs> and we wonder why some things. Anyway. Now, every, everybody in this place, and, and just everybody, have you seen these these missionaries have you seen these missionaries Somebody say amen. amen. everybody saw these missionaries okay each one of these men stand and represent families okay it's not just a man it's just not one man it's a family can I say something the Bible said this in the book of Galatians chapter number six verse number ten as we therefore have opportunity let us do good unto all men especially unto them who are of the household of faith can I say something? You ought to look at every one. Now, Brother Chris talked about investing in discipleship and stuff like that. Can I say something, church? You ought to look at every one of these individuals as an opportunity to invest. And please, if, you're only think, if you think I'm only speaking of money, you're, you're missing it by a long shot. Hey, uh, can I say something? I know some of you young people, you don't have jobs, you don't have a lot of money. Go pick a prayer card up. Pray over them. Call their name to God. Amen. 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 Can I say something? You say, well, preacher, we can't, we, we, we can't help everybody. We can't, we can't make a difference in every missionary's life. Let me tell you what Benjamin Franklin said. He said this, I find those who are good at making excuses are seldom good at anything else. Amen. Thank you, gentlemen. You sit down. Book of Matthew, chapter number 27. Can I say something? If you, if you start out making an excuse, you probably really have no intention to make an investment. I, I mean, if, if you sit and watch that, that illustration, uh, I mean, and let's just be honest. That, that's, that, you, didn't, you didn't have to have a college degree to figure that illustration out. That's just simple. That's simple mathematics. Amen. And can I say something? I, I mean, I sat back there and I thought, my soul. Amen. Amen. So, in what we've heard today, man, has challenged my heart. Amen. Amen. I, I mean, have you ever just thought? Have you ever just thought about maybe said, "Hey, you know, maybe I could do a little more." When God began to deal with my heart about hands across the nation. I was already traveling in evangelism, preaching revival, staying busy, couldn't hardly keep up with what I was doing. And then God said, here, I want you to do this too. And, and I'm like, you know, Lord, I, I mean, really? I mean, you know, I, I've got this many weeks. I've got this, I've got this and I've got this. He said, yeah, but you also prayed. You remember you was reading over there in First Chronicles and you reading about that man by the name of Jabez. And you remember asking me like, you, like I did for Jabez, enlarged his coast? You asked me to enlarge your coast too. When's the last time you asked God to do more? When was the last time you said, God, I really need more to do? I know, I know, I know, I know. I I am known not to preach popular things and get lots of amens. And I'm okay with that. But, But most of the time we'll spend a portion of our day trying to get out of responsibilities. Well, I can put that off till tomorrow. Now, we'll fuss at our children for slacking their responsibilities, but then we as adults do the very same thing. Amen. So anyhow, I, I, and and I just showed you, and I, I wish I'd have counted. I didn't count. I just showed you several opportunities. Uh, Bible Baptist Church, this is your this 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 meeting is for you. It's for it's it's for it's for an it's an opportunity that's laid before you, and you don't have to take it. You won't be the first church that didn't. But if you did, man, what could happen? What kind of fruit, as, as the Bible said, could be abounding to your account? Amen. Probably one thing that impressed me the most a few years ago, I was preaching in South Dakota, and in a missionary church, uh, missionary church planter, plant church, and I was preaching. Had a tremendous day. Preached a youth thing on Saturday, and uh, I, I think we had two young people saved on Saturday. Stayed all day Sunday, and preached, and anyhow, at the end of that meeting, the pastor stood up and he said, "I really believe we need to do this," and he said, "I believe we need to take uh, Brother Piercy on for support." And I thought, what? I thought, y'all, you're you're, you're missionaries. You're, this is a missionary church plant. And that pastor made this statement. He said, "It would be a foolish thing to expect God to take care of us if we're not willing to take care of others." Amen. Amen. Can I say something? There is a responsibility with being a partaker of the gospel. Amen. Chapter number twenty-seven. Let me read just a few verses. Let's start with verse number verse number three. The Bible said this. I know this is going to sound real weird, but just, just bear with me for a few minutes. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I've sinned and that I've betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? See out of that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple, and he departed. And he went and he hanged himself. If you'll you'll go back to chapter number 26, and and I want you to look at verse number 14. The Bible said this. Chapter number 26, the Bible said, Then one of the twelve called, say those next two words. Okay, let's do that a little better. Then one of the twelve called, went unto the chief priest. What did he go for? And he said unto them, What will you give me if I will deliver him unto you? And they coveted with him for 30 pieces of silver. And from that time he sought opportunity. Say that next word to what? Betray him. Now go over just a few verses and let's look at verse number 47. The Bible said this, And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came with him, uh, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, the same as he, hold him fast. I going to say this, Judas knew the potential he had. He said, I kiss him, you grab him. I mean, really like that going to do any good if he'd have wanted to. But can I say something? When your mind operates in the flesh and carnality, it's going to always resort to the flesh and carnality. The Bible said this, And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master. And he kissed him. The Bible said this, And Jesus said unto unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? And they came, then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Can I say something? When the name of Judas is carried, as mentioned, it doesn't bring the most pleasant of thoughts. But when we talk about a man by the name of Judas, we cannot deny the fact that Judas had one thing in common with every single person in this room today. And that's called a never-dying soul. If the Lord had helped me for just a few minutes, I want to preach to you on this thought. I wonder who cried when Judas died. You say, oh, Brother Stacy, when you just read those, uh, those, those portions of Scripture where he uh, set out and planned the betrayal, and, and then he formulated the plan to identify who Christ was so they could take him. And you understand, I'm not going to go and deal with all that. You know what this was all, it was all headed toward Calvary. It was all the plan of God, but it was done by a man that betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ. And can I make this statement? The fact of the matter is is this, and and I could go through a list of names today. I could call names, and and, and and I've done it before, and I I could call names. Let me me just go ahead and say this. I could call a name out like Bill Clinton. I heard somebody. Did you hear it? Mm. I, I mean, I could call out a name like Hitler. And whenever we hear those names, there is, an automatic, there is an automatic image. There is an automatic identification that takes place in our minds. Now, I mean, you don't hear the, I, I, and I be, here's, here's, my, here's my pet peeve. I'll ride my hobby horse for a minute. Nancy Pelosi. Puh. I mean, I have to concentrate hard not to vomit, as Brother Sammy would say. Just that name coming off my tongue, I feel like I need a, a bar of soap. I mean, I, I detest that woman. Somebody say amen right there. And unto God, look up here. We're not praying right now. Amen. I mean, there's, there's, there's thoughts that come into our mind. When we hear a name, there are thoughts. That's the reason why, hey, no, you ought not live your life. Can I tell you something? Too many people live their lives uh, to make sure they are identified. Too many preachers live their lives to make sure my name is identified. And can I tell you something? I know what the Bible said. A good name is rather to be chosen. We ought to strive to have a good name, but we ought not strive to have a good name for our glory. We ought to do it for His. Amen. But when I, could, I, could go, I could go through. I could go through and go through and go through. And names. And when I would do that, there would be, an, there would be a thought. There would be a mindset. There, there would be an ideology that would pop into your mind. Just like whenever we hear the name Judas. But can I say this? Whenever we think of the name Judas, uh, all, all we think about is betrayal and all we think about uh, is how, how wicked he was and how uh, deceptive he was. And we think uh, about him, we think about him and we, we hear the statement, oh, he went up and he kissed the door of heaven and he went to hell. He went to hell. He went out and he hanged himself. I've even heard people say it almost with a mindset of they've found pleasure in his death. But you do realize... In hell, he lift up his eyes, being in torments. I, I travel to church after church after church and and this year I've had churches that I've received that phone call preacher I'm sorry we're going to have to drop your support and 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 I hear the same story our people just aren't giving our uh, and pastors out of guilt and because they feel bad uh, you know they say well, well you know families are fighting this and they, and they try to make every excuse they can can i tell you something I've had the privilege through the years i've been in houses i've been in i've been in, in houses and I've been in churches where, where people had such a burden and such a passion for the work of missions I was preaching years ago in a church uh, right on the edge of Texas Arkansas you go just right across the line and I was preaching there and there was a house there was a family in that house uh, when you went to their house uh, beautiful home I mean it was a nice place Lawn looked good you went in all this and you stepped into the for the house was beautiful but when you turned and you went to the dining room They had two card tables and a bunch of pop up chairs. I know it's kind of odd, but you know you don't say anything. Your kids will, but you shouldn't, amen. (laughs) Of course, you know I'm doing the death glare because I know one of my goofy kids is thinking, "Say, where's the furniture, amen?" And anyhow. My wife's got her hand on on, on one and one hand, one the other's that, so she can pinch that neck fat. Amen. Somebody say amen right there. Amen. So that'll silence anything. There's a mama done it. Amen. And can I tell you something? I didn't say anything. Well, we went on to church and ate, and went on to church and in the meeting, and, and we weren't staying in that house. We ate in that house. We weren't staying in that house. But uh, there was another preacher. Uh, who was there his family was singing and so anyhow after the service we were talking he said uh, brother he said you know where we ate lunch at today he said that's where we're staying I said okay he said wasn't that kind of odd I said what (laughs) (laughs) he said "Uh, uh, all that nice house didn't have no dining room furniture and I said yeah and he said well he said I asked because this man his son owned a furniture store and so, anyhow, long story short, they had a missionary on the field, Brother Bradley, that came up with a real need. And in spite of the beautiful house, and I just want to say something right here. Just because somebody drives a nice car and lives in a big old fine house, it don't mean they've always got a pocket full of money. Amen. Amen. Because most of the time, if they got all that, that's where they've spent all their money. Amen. Amen. And anyhow, he said that they wanted to, they, they were taking that the, for that missionary. And this is what they said. This is what they said. They said they didn't have any money to give. And the man looked at his wife and he said, We ain't got no money, but we got stuff. And they went around to the most expensive furniture that they had. Now, if I'm lying, I, I'll, I, I'm not. I'll stand before God. I'll put my, my hand on King James. Well. They took a very, very expensive dining room set. And the man and his wife and his kids drug it out to the side of the road and they put their kids out there with signs saying for sale. And before they did that, they gathered as a family and they prayed God would sell it. They sold it. They sold it for probably pennies on the dollar for what it was worth. But what God had put on their heart, they got the money and they took it to give to the missionary. And can I say this, long story short, to make, it, just to make it a little sweeter, when that preacher that was staying in that house found that out, he called his son, he said, they're coming, and he, and he drove them. He drove them from, from Texas to Louisiana, let them pick out. He said, they walk in the store, they buy anything they want. And, and his son said, well, Dad, he said, I said, shut up. He said, they're buying anything they want. He said, they can have it in you. He said, and you don't even charge them for it. Can I say that? And I want to make a statement right here. We don't always give and make those investments that you see a monetary return. But can I make a statement right here? uh, Only heaven will reveal what they did for that missionary. Can I say something In, in Judas's life we re- I read those verses to you We see the reality of condemnation In verse number 3 We see the return of the covenant In the second part of verse number 3 We see a re- realization of the crime In verse number 4 He said I have sinned." Hey, You want to do a sweet little study Take your King James Bible And see how many times those words are mentioned And then we see this We see a rejection of the conspirators Now i got to deal with this right quick they looked at him and this is what they said they said what is that to us can i can i say something right here on a weekly basis i see people that think they cannot separate themselves from this world because they believe they've got to have this world to sustain them and I'd love to tell you, boy, it would be good if I could just use an illustration Man, teenagers these days, young people these days. But I'm telling you, I, I'm still seeing adults, senior saints that refuse, that they'll, they'll put one leg in, they'll, they'll, listen, they'll, they'll put one arm in, they'll put a little in, but they're not going to put everything in because they refuse to release that attachment they've got to this world. We see this, we see a renouncing of the conspiracy, verse 5. He cast down the pieces of silver. But then we see this, we see a resolution of his condition. And the Bible said he went and he hanged himself. So tormented in his mind because of the realization of what he did. So condemned, so tormented, and so plagued in his mind with what he had done. But it was done. And can I say, we'll read our Bibles to this day, we'll hear the name Judas mentioned, and we'll snarl. But the fact of the matter is, is this, when he took that rope, tied it to that tree, and I don't know how he did it. In my mind, the only way you can tie the rope up and then hang yourself, he had to climb up out on that limb and tie that rope. And So I wonder if he just cast himself off the fact of the matter is is this somebody had to make a visit I want to make this statement I don't know I, the Bible's not very clear in the entirety of Judas's life but I do know this he's alive he's living and breathing and contrary to what this modern world says he had to have a mama and a daddy so can I say if we go no farther I don't know if he had siblings I don't know but I know he had a mom and daddy can I tell you something? Uh, I was telling the pastor last night, uh, I used to be an EMT. I, that You say, why was you an EMT? I was pastoring pastor in one of them churches with 15, 20 people. And I was an EMT, and then I was a deputy jailer. Amen. And then I come to church. I mean, I ain't been. I could put you in jail, I could put you in the hospital, or I could put you in hell, all three. I mean, I just do it all. Put you somewhere. I mean, I that's I mean, just... I, I was always putting people places. And can I say this? Can I can I, can I make this statement? I, I've I, I've 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 had to, I've had to look at people. Never before I, I went into a house one time and there was a man in the back of the house and and, and, and they didn't believe in air conditioning. They had it, just didn't believe in using it. And it was and it was it was uh, the end of July, first of August, and they said we can't get him awake. We can't get that man. He, he my brother won't wake up. He just lay in there, and there was a reason why he's laying there. He's dead, but it was so hot in that house, he wasn't cold, and so I walked in, turned the corner, and he's laying half on the bed, half off, and I'm thinking, I looked at my partner, and he looked at me, and he said, hook it up, so I hooked the monitor up, and I thought I had turned the volume off, which is what we did most of the time, when family's standing over. I forgot to turn the volume on. And when I turned that machine on, the first thing I heard was, beep! I just turned it off. My partner, I knew what he was gonna do, he went out to call the coroner. But he left me standing there in a room house full of people. And, one, and his brother said, and, and, and I'm not being off color when I say this, but they were black folks. And he looked at me and he said, what y'all going to do? And I said, excuse me? He said, what y'all going to do for him? And at that point, I wanted to kill my partner for leaving me by myself. It was five men, all his brothers standing there. There was four women in the living room sitting on couches. And I said, sir, I'm sorry, but he's gone. And can I tell you something? It erupted in that house. I, 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 had to, I had to calm those four women down because I thought, I'm fixing to have four more cardiac arrests right here. And I said, ladies, ladies, and I mean, and I, and I ain't being ugly, but, but, but black folks weeping well. And that's just their nature and their culture, and that's okay. But I, I didn't want them dying on me, I was in there by myself. And finally I said hey and they hushed I said it's time to pray and that one of them she said you pray I said I'm a preacher down at the Baptist Church in town she said oh pray preacher pray and I prayed and I said God and I when I prayed I said God please we can't do nothing about this man and I said but God if these women if you don't help these women I'm gonna have to put them in that ambulance out there and one of them said not today <laughs> I thought, sis, if you don't start breathing right and calm down, it'll be today. But I, I remember, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget what it was like. But I've always wondered what it must have been like. I wonder if they come, God, Judas' mom and daddy. You know, we have to identify bodies. And I wonder if she had to go and she had to look. And there he hung. I know what he's done is despicable. I know what he's done is vile. I know what he's done. He's betrayed our our our, our Savior. But that was that mama's baby. I can't help but believe that mom and daddy stood there and held each other as they wept as they wept I I, I don't know what it is I've got close friends of mine that do have have lost children I've never had to bury a child we got people we go to church with right now they're older but they've had to bury children some of you understand that and the pain that goes along with that it doesn't matter what it what they've done or how they've lived that's your child and can I tell you something they stood there weeping and broken and they were broken because their son was dead Can I say something He had a reputation He had a good reputation uh, He wasn't looked at Because whenever Jesus said One of you alls going to betray me They all started saying Is it I? Is it me? What is it me? They didn't all say There he is Can I say something Judas made wrong choices Judas made worthless choices But Judas made worldly choices but in, in 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 looking at the sinner, I'm afraid that we don't even cry anymore. I'm going to say it: He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. He made wrong choices that had no wisdom involved. He made worthless choices that had no worth. But his choices were worldly choices. He he, he made choices for the now and now and then found out it was worthless. Now I've got four minutes. And I want to ask you a question. When's the last time you cried before they died? I want to say this, we're hypocrites if we cry after they die. And we've done nothing to get the gospel to them. Why should we be crying? Number one, I want to say this, we ought to be crying because of the fact of the dying sinner. The Bible said this in Isaiah 5.14, Therefore, hell hath enlarged herself. And opened her mouth without measure. And their glory, and their multitude, and their pomp. And he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. I, this morning I went to bed late and I got up early. And I was looking through these verses this morning, and as I read verse number 14 that I've read multitudes of times the Holy Ghost blistered my heart and he said hell has enlarged itself because Christians have minimized the gospel. Can I say something? I'm going to say it. and, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I, Everything these men have said this morning has, has pricked my heart. But can I say something? If you think your offering is sufficient, you still have a God-given command to take the gospel amen we see the fact of the dying center people are still dying while we've enjoyed these days the singing and i mean the preaching and i'm telling you how it's edified us and how it's challenged us how it's helped us while we've come in here and enjoyed it we'll sit and we'll enjoy a meal and i mean we'll feast and we'll be fed provisionally and i mean we'll laugh and we'll fellowship and the whole time we're doing it people are slipping off into hell Number two, we see not only the fact of the dying sinner, but then we see the fall of the dying sinner. And I'm going to say this, and I know I'm preaching to the choir when I say this. The fall of the dying sinner is this, is there is still a hell. There is still a place called hell. I can remember a time when I first got saved and what so many people have talked about that church I got saved in the fact of the matter is is they may not have crossed every T and dotted every I that some of them old-timers may have come to church in their overalls and they might have had to clean their snuff out before they went into the house of God they may not have had it all right but I can tell you one thing they did they loved me to Christ they wept over me. They prayed over me. The man that was my pastor, uh, God began to deal with his heart about leaving the church, and he said, no. He said, He said, Lord, please don't make me leave till I can see Stacy get born again. Hey, I didn't have a mama praying that prayer. I didn't have a daddy praying that prayer. I didn't have family praying that prayer. But thank God for a church and a preacher that loved my soul enough to weep and cry over me. We see the fact of the dying sinner, the fall of the dying sinner. But then we see this, the book of Revelation, chapter 20. We see the finality of the dying sinner. I, I want to say this. I don't. I, there's no words I could come up with that could impress you or tantalize your emotions or feelings. If we can't read the, the word of God verbatim and not be moved, then we're not going to be moved. I can't read Revelation, chapter 20 verse number 11 through 15, that it does not rattle me. But let's be honest, sometimes it don't rattle me like it should. I'm reading it, I'm finished. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. (laughs) You said, Bridget, why are you crying? Because I got family that's going to be right here. And I saw the dead, small and great, Stand before God. (laughs) They stood before God. The books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged. Every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And Whosoever Hey, this this is the side of whosoever I don't like. Brother Barnes, Brother Barker. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I wonder who cried when Judas died. But I wonder who's gonna cry. And they're gonna cry too late. Can I say the rich man in hell cried? but he cried too late. He pleaded, but he pleaded too late. He beseeched, but he besought too late. God help us. God help us to get our tears. Father, I love you. And God, I'm convinced of this. There are people under the sound of my voice that know somebody within harm's reach that they have not reached to. They have not cried over, they have not prayed over. And sometimes God it's I'm guilty it's so easy to get in the rut and the routine. Brother Chris said it so well. We get so consumed with life that God we lose our burden. And God even to the point that we'll almost get frustrated and disgusted with sinners. And aggravated because of their ways. God, this morning I pray before we go eat a good meal and partake of the blessings of God. Will you not take us back to school and remind us that somebody, somebody wept over us. Somebody prayed over us. As the preachers have done said this morning, somebody cared for us. And God, I thank you today. That, God, you're a God that has proven to us time and time again that, God, you still have the power to save sinners and deliver and change lives. God, I pray in Jesus' name that, God, you do a work. God, every man that's preached thus far has poured himself. But, God, what good will it do if we harden our hearts and, God, we refuse to respond to the call of God? God, I ask you right now for every missionary and every evangelist and every servant that labors in this field, help us, God, not to get calloused and hard. Help us not to get tangled, uh, God, in the mechanics of what we do. But God, as we take a pulpit, and God, help us to take it with a broken and a contrite heart. God, these pastors that are here, uh, God, I pray you'd help them, God, that their hearts would stay tender to the gospel. And God, that even though a lot of times those are the ones that cause trouble and difficulty and problems we have, God, help us never to lose sight. God, if they die, they die without Christ. The fact is, God, too many places I go really does not care as long as they don't have to be inconvenienced. God, help us today, I pray in Jesus' name. And Father, if there would be somebody here today that's lost, God, there might be some teenage boy that's feeling the call of God on his life. God, I pray that you give them boldness to submit themselves to the call of God. There may be some family under the sound of our voice today that's heard that call, and they've weighed whether they can or whether they should or whether they're able. God, I pray today would be the day as they sung about taking up that cross and follow, follow Christ. God, you help us. God, I'm telling you, I'm rattled inside. God, I got family today that's so far from you. They're so cold and they're so far. Dear God, I pray you'd visit them today. And I pray I don't care what they're doing, let them be reminded of some gospel truth that they've heard through the years. God bless this church. I pray, God, you would help them to rise above the requirement and, God, give from a willing heart. And, God, their efforts for missions would grow and prosper, God, greater than it's ever grown and prospered. Not that Brother Gravely could boast. Not that Bible Baptists could boast. Not that people could say, oh, look at that church. No, but what we've heard, that sinners could be born again. that, that, That saved converts could be discipled and taught and disciple others. God, help us today. Help us to be moved and not set, contented and calloused. God, with a reality of what we've heard these days. Ask it in Jesus' name. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed, stand to your feet. I'm convinced of this. Somebody's heard the call, and you need to respond. Some of you got family. You, you used to pray for them. You don't pray for them no more. You ought to get in this altar.